hello, Cash. Can you still hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Okay, good. Well, welcome everyone to the first ever Crypto with Cash cast or podcast. I'm not sure what we're calling it yet. Uh, my name is Duncan Morland. I'm a writer with Market Prospectors who publishes Kashaya Abassi's Crypto with Cash crypto service, uh, which is a fortnightly newsletter and community based around crypto and cash. Who's the other person on this podcast you can see is that man <laughs> who does that. Um, the idea is of this is just to every week talk about a few different things going on in the crypto news, answer some questions that we've got from the community and just have a chat about crypto, you know, 10, 15 minutes. So, well, first of all, Cash, how are you today? I'm great, thank you. I'm, I'm doing quite well. Um, I went to the gym, so my body's a bit aching. Um, Put me and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm trying to keep in shape after after lockdown. I want to keep yeah, yeah. everything. So, uh, yeah, all good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. I haven't been to the gym. I've eaten a bowl of porridge. <laughs> That's it. Um, talking about the gym, Bitcoin's been going to the gym. Yeah, I know. It's been doing very well. <laughs> been doing very well uh so as we discussed in the uh, telegram group um october 1st mark the first day of q4 and q4 is historically a very good um, period of time for bitcoin and cryptos in general so i feel like as we can see uh bitcoin's currently at 61 62 mm. uh, just two two three k away from all-time highs and uh, i feel like bitcoin's gonna steal the limelight a bit for the next yeah. uh, couple of weeks and then as we've seen before how it works is uh altcoins they um they don't do as well so they might go up in usd because bitcoin is going up but in terms of btc price um they might go down because bitcoin is just outperforming um most of these coins yeah um when you say altcoins you should clarify for people you just mean... oh yeah altcoins so uh, alternative currencies altcoins uh, being alternative cryptocurrencies anything that's anything not apart bitcoin. from bitcoin yeah 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 um is it that bitcoin tends to lead a rally and then the altcoins kind of yeah 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 so there's a lot of positive news coming out with um bitcoin with the uh with with the first etf uh, being approved in the us and also uh, loads of like the uh, CEO of Twitter saying they want to invest heavily into this ecosystem. Yeah. And of course, as we saw months prior with uh, Elon Musk investing, I think it was $1.5 billion into um, into Bitcoin as well. So he's he's practically doubled his money now, by the way, which is... Oh, really? Which is, yeah, which is quite cool. Um, <laughs> and yeah, generally speaking, historically, Q4 is very good for cryptos and Bitcoin. Bitcoin's going to take the limelight, it's going to go up. Um, and then once it stabilizes, money's going to rotate back into alts. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting time, I think. Yeah. So that's what you kind of see happening for Bitcoin. Over yeah. the, you think it's going to, it looks like it, to me, it's going to go over its previous all time high, but I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do see that happening as well. Definitely. And then I mean, long term, if it doesn't happen within the next three months, it's going to happen long term. I mean, long term, I see here in six figures, even, um, Kathy Woods sees Bitcoin hitting like $500,000, which is incredible to think about. But see, it just goes to show how long term they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Which is very different from when you read like the forums and stuff. It's sort of very immediate. <laughs> and yeah, people, yeah, yeah. I, I, another thing I wanted to ask you was people now is when Bitcoin gets back in the news and stuff. And this is when people buy at, yeah. at the all time high. 
yeah. is that a good thing to do? <laughs> it just depends, really, because uh, the risk reward is um, is higher at that at that stage because you're it's a higher risk that you're taking. I mean, if you were part of the Telegram group uh, back when Bitcoin crashed at thirty k, that's when we were saying, okay, it mm. needs to hold a thirty k support, and we were actually dollar cost averaging into some of the other positions. So that was a good opportunity for us to lower down our buy levels, our average yeah. buying levels. And now, of course, everything's um, a lot higher than it was back then. So Yeah, I think it's just people's, uh, it just seems people sort of gravitate towards selling when there's a crash because you yeah. people lose money and then are worried about losing more. And then when it's, when it, when the cryptos are going back up again, like it's in the news, everyone's talking about it. So you, you have that sort of, Oh, I've got to buy FOMO. now. Yeah, oh. yes, yeah, it's, it's FOMO. That's when FOMO kicks in. But um, yeah. if you don't have a strategy, that that's what happens, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and like I always tell this to people, like crypto is not a get rich quick scheme, but you can get rich quick. There's a difference. Yeah. So people think, oh, they're going to invest in this coin and become super rich. And if they don't, then they sell. And then that's when the market moves up. And they're like, oh, let me buy in again. Now it's moving. But by the time they realize it's gone up, it's time for it to have a retracement again. Yeah. They, they end up losing money. That's why you just buy, hold for the long term. That's what we do here. That leads into uh, one of the questions we had, actually, which was mm -hmm. um, for somebody starting out right now, like a sort yeah. of startup portfolio, like what would your advice be sort of, yeah, like I guess we sort of talk about that and manage that in the crypto cash service, but what would your broad advice be, you know, sort of like do they, should they, buy some bigger cryptos, some smaller ones, like should they get in now? Should they, you know, like that kind of thing? Yeah, so um, as we've done in our portfolio, I think you need to set a solid foundation for for your portfolio. So around 30 to 40% you put into one of the big, big coins. So Bitcoin or Ethereum. In our case, we chose Ethereum because I personally believe it has a lot more room to grow, mm. especially considering that much of the ecosystem and much of the uh, top 10 top 20, even top 100 coins are all built on top of Ethereum. Yeah. And on any given day, um, Ethereum is generating a lot more revenue than Bitcoin is. Um, and by a magnitude of like maybe 10, sometimes even 30. So Ethereum as a, as a protocol generates a lot more money than Bitcoin does. You should just um, say for people that aren't familiar with Ethereum, it's, it's because people are basically building other financial products on top of Ethereum. Exactly. Um, it's like a platform. It's like yeah. a platform um, that people are building whole different um, applications on top of. It's, it's in a way, kind of like iOS or Windows in a, in a way, if you want it, Windows um, as, a, as an operating system, where yeah, people yeah. can build applications on top of that. And um, it's fascinating what people are doing now and what, what, what is possible. And, uh, and that's all because of um, Ethereum. So yeah, for, for a newcomer, maybe set 30 to 40% of your total uh, portfolio into Ethereum. And then you can start doing your research into the lower uh, lower down cryptos in terms of market cap. So if you go on um, CoinMarketCap or CoinGecko, you can see that the, all the lists of um, the cryptos out there. Um, then you can start adding more uh, positions based on, based on the rankings over there. But definitely I would, always recommend having a solid foundation um, with Bitcoin and Ethereum, 30 to 40% of your portfolio there. Yeah. And then we generally put like sort of five to 10% in the smaller cryptos. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you have a strategy and stuff for doing that, but I don't know if we, maybe we can get into that properly in, in another week. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so one of the other big questions we had from some of the community members this week was, how the hell do you get money into Binance? Because if anyone's been following the news, um, <clears throat> a lot of UK banks have stopped bank transfers and payments into Binance. Um, yeah. But a lot of people still want to buy coins on Binance. So get, I mean, I guess, I mean, why, why is Binance still popular for you? And well, Binance um, is the number one cryptocurrency exchange in terms of volume. Um, it, it generates more and it attracts more volume than any other exchange out there. Um, but unfortunately, UK banks have, well, some UK banks have uh, suspended transactions with finance, but there's always uh, an easy workaround uh, that. So one way you could do it is um, open an, ex uh, an account with a different exchange like Coinbase, for yeah. example, you know, verify your details, um, deposit GBP, uh, you, you know, pounds, um, change it into USDT, which is US, um, USD tether withdraw that and deposit it onto Binance, you can do that. Uh, but of course, you'd have to pay transaction fees um, for that. Uh, a cheaper alternative would be to open an account with FTX, which is a new and upcoming, um, it's a new incoming um, an exchange. Um, and so there's different networks on there. So Coinbase, as it currently stands, only operates on the Ethereum ex um, network. So if you want to withdraw, it only does it through Ethereum, which uh, at times could be very costly, depending on how congested the blockchain is. If you go on FTX, um, you can do the same thing, deposit pounds, um, turn it into USDT, convert it on there. There's a there's a one button you press and then you can withdraw it using the Tron um, blockchain. Mm. The Tron blockchain, the transaction fees on there are maybe a penny, maybe even less than a penny. So that is a better alternative. So a uh, simple walkthrough would be deposit money on FTX, convert it to USDT, then yep. click withdrawal. And then it asks you to, to select the network. So you will select the Tron network, you go on Binance, you search up USDT. And then um, you look for a deposit. And then you basically copy the Tron blockchain address, and you paste yep. that onto um, FTX. And then once the transfer, uh, once the transfer is done, it will just appear in your account. Yeah, so it's slightly more, essentially it's sort of depositing money in a different exchange, converting that yes, into a stable exactly. coin, and then moving it across to Binance. So it's slightly convoluted, but you might want to do that because on some of the other exchange, like Binance has a pretty broad range of coins. It's also got good staking, I think, like if you want to yeah. have an interest yeah. in your crypto. One you thing, might... um, before I forget, one thing I would definitely mention is before you make any transaction, send a test uh, transaction first, yeah. So maybe send 50 cents or $1 just to make sure the address that you've pasted or the process that you followed is the correct one. Because as we know, there's no refunds in the blockchain. If you make a mistake yeah. and <laughs> your coins are burnt forever and you can't, there's no, no one you can go up to, to get a refund. It's, it's gone forever. Yeah. The, the exchange, the customer support and the exchanges has not got a great reputation apart from Kraken, yeah. apparently, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, another thing that one of the members in the community brought up, I think it's called John, was mm -hmm. the peer-to-peer -peer market on Binance. Um, yeah. The way you can, I mean, are you familiar with that way you can buy? I've never personally used the P2P network on, on okay. Binance, but um, I have checked it out. And it's the same for different um, platforms out there. So someone lists a bunch of coins that they have yeah. and, um, and uh, they wait for a buyer. Uh, Binance essentially holds that in escrow. And then once the confirmation is done, 
then and that payment gets swapped over. So um, instead of going on an exchange, you're doing it directly with another person. Yeah, and you can. Use, it looks like you can use your card or bank account to make that mm-hmm. uh, that payment directly to the person. It's, there's a website called Local Bitcoins, I Bitcoins, think. Yeah, yeah, same sort of thing. Yeah, or Local Crypto, it might be called now. Uh, local Bitcoins, yeah. Right, okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was really interesting, the peer-to-peer stuff, and some of the members have done it, and it seems to have worked fairly well. And it's, and it's true to the nature of uh, blockchain technology, as it yeah, yeah. is decentralized, yeah. Um, but I don't know if the only thing is maybe the price you're paying for some of the coins is maybe higher than you would on the exchange, but then... But then maybe you don't have to go through the faff of moving money from, say... Yeah, there's always that because, um, of course, with exchanges, there's a lot more liquidity. Mm. Um, there's millions of dollars worth of trades being made every second. Yeah. Um, whereas with P2P, you would have to find another person to with the right amount um, to make the exchange with you. Yeah, sure. Um, then one of the other questions we had was about staking. Yeah, um, which is a, basically earning interest on your crypto. Maybe you can give a better explanation. But could you just give like a bird's eye view of of what staking is and the options people have, I guess, from like easiest to hardest in terms of like yeah. So um, in many ways, um, staking is like earning interest. But what you have to do is you essentially lock away your coins um, for a predetermined number of days. It could be fifteen days. It could be thirty days. It could be sixty, ninety whatever but uh, in doing so you would then start earning a, a proportion of the revenue generated by, by that protocol so for example sushi um, mm-hmm. it's a decentralized exchange and they take a certain percentage of every trade made on there and then by staking your sushi coins uh, you earn a p- proportion of that revenue generated um, it's a nice way to earn a little extra on top of what you have already um, and as you can see, it would incentivize people to hold on to their coins for the long term because they realize, OK, if I stake it, then if the value goes up, then my portfolio value goes up. But I'm also mm-hmm. earning some more at the same time. Um, so it's very good for those who are investing for the long term. Um, luckily, Binance offers staking um, options for most of the coins out there. Um, you would have to select a number of days that you'd like to stake before it gives you the percentage that you will earn as well. Um, interesting enough, you could also stake USDT. Um, so if you uh, if you have USDT, you could convert your money um, from normal normal uh, fiat currency into USDT and then earn interest on top of your money. So that yeah. way, if even if it is locked away. Um, it, it's not going to fluctuate. It's a stable coin, essentially. So and yeah. they wouldn't, in, most times they give you a lot more, um, a lot higher interest rates than your bank does, for example. So a lot of yeah. people are flocking to crypto for that reason. Um, the only, I'd say the only, one of the risks with that kind of stuff is if you're locking in your money with an exchange or a different platform, you have to kind of trust that that platform is going to be around for the next 90 days or six months exactly exactly of course with with um, generally speaking with finance the uh, the risks i would say are very low but of course that is always a consideration if you are dealing with um, substantial amounts of money um and another thing another thing to uh, consider is if you have locked away your if you have staked for example a certain coin and it, and the value of it goes up significantly and say you want to sell you wouldn't be able to because you've staked it away for that period of time yeah yeah in, so, uh, I remember with uh, one of our one of your P 
picks for the newsletter. Yeah. Some of the people that um, weren't able to sell because they had money locked in, it actually turned out better because they, uh, yeah. the price kept on going up. And by the time, exactly. um, by the time they got access to their funds again, so in some ways, it, it can it go both ways, definitely. Yeah, it helps you stay long-term focused, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And perhaps it's also something to consider that coins that do offer staking, then um, that way you can you can think about how maybe there's going to be less selling vol uh, pressure mm. from people who've invested. Um, so if, if you think about it, you'd be thinking how maybe a lot of people have staked their coins and they're not willing to sell, so that, that means there's a lot more upward pressure on the on the coin. Yeah. Um, so that is also something to consider. A, a good measure maybe of staking is it's not just staking, but the total vo um, total value locked. Yeah, um, into the smart contracts. So the more the more like prominent or the more widely used a, a network would be or blockchain would be, the higher the TVL generally would be. TVL is basically a measure of all the man uh, all the amount of money. Um, essentially entrusted it into that blockchain. So the higher it is, the more people, the more faith people have in that blockchain. Yeah, and there's a website that I look at called DeFi Pulse that sums yeah, up that, like the TV Alpha thing. There's, there's quite a few out there. But, there's quite yeah. a few out there, but yeah, that that is one measure to um, to determine like, or to, to gauge how how popular uh, crypto is. Yeah, and uh, so the last thing that we're going to talk about quickly is MetaMask, and one of yeah. So one of our members asked, you know, how how to set up a MetaMask wallet, and we can't do a step by step on here. Maybe we can do that elsewhere. Yeah. But um, could you just talk about MetaMask, like tell people what it is, and just the general process of setting up, yeah. and, and maybe what it can do as well? Definitely. So uh, MetaMask is essentially a browser extension. It's a digital wallet where you can use to store your Ethereum coins. Um, so you can store Ethereum on there, of course, and also every other coin that's um, built on top of Ethereum. So Sushi, for example. Um, when it comes to downloading digital wallets on your computer, I'd, I'd say be very careful because when you normally when you do a Google search for MetaMask, for example, or even Binance or anything related to cryptocurrencies, the top adverts that come up are usually scams. Um, yeah. And if you if you if you look carefully, they've misspelled one word or one letter. Um, and they're obviously phishing scams to try and steal your money. So I'd be very careful. One workaround I uh, use is I go on Twitter and then I search MetaMask and I find the official profile yeah. for MetaMask, for example. And you can tell it's an official um, account because it has a verified check um, next to it. So mm -hmm. and normally they would have the website in their bio. So I'd, I'd install the MetaMask extension through those sort of means. I would try to avoid... <clears throat> using Google searches to download these sort of um, applications. Um, essentially, what you do is if you have Google Chrome browser, um, you all you have to do is it's literally one button that says add to Chrome, you click it, it installs on your device, and then it would appear in the top right corner of your internet browser. Uh, the setup will usually involve you um, taking down the seed phrase. So it'd be like 12 or 24 words that you write down and you have to write down the order. This is essentially your password to all your funds. <clears throat> so just make a good note of this. Um, keep it somewhere safe. Um, ideally not store it on your computer, write it on a piece of paper. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's basically your wallet sorted. Um, once you open the application, there is a um, address. That's your address where you would use to receive funds. 
um, it's very simple. It's, it's very simple. Uh, I mean, it's very similar to um, other platforms and other wallets that you may have used uh, before. Yeah, I'd say I found it very, very easy to set up. It, to me, it was kind of like you said, you install the plugin or go to the, their web page and then just go through the steps, write down your seed yeah. phrase. And the, the thing that I found really great about it is it kind of unlocks like the decentralized world of crypto. So having that browser plugin means that when you go on, um, trying to think of some examples, but OpenSea, for example, like an NFT. Yeah, yeah. So like decentralized finance websites that allow, allow you to sort of earn interest on your crypto and stuff in, in a decentralized way, way rather than with a centralized exchange, you can suddenly just plug straight into these websites by giving your MetaMask wallet permission to do so. And it, yeah. it does take a little while to get used to, but it's really cool. I think it's called like Internet 3.0 or something. It's just, yeah, Web3, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, so, and it's like, um, it's a different experience where you're, you feel like you have more control because you're just plugging, you have control over your wallet and your identity, essentially, your crypto identity, and then you're just choose, you're choosing to plug that into various sites, and then you can revoke that permission immediately. Yeah, exactly. but I, I used it to like experiment with generating a bit of interest on some decentralized platforms and yeah if i can do it then most people can learn to do it i think but, yeah yeah <laughs> um okay that's it well we're trying to keep these relatively short so i think yeah. we're about 20 minutes in so thank you for your time today cash uh, i'm sure are you, what you're doing this afternoon you're going back to the gym or have you got something yeah, i'm going to go to the gym actually yeah. after this get yeah, out of the way <laughs> yeah um Okay, well, we shall speak to people next week. And if anyone's got any feedback about uh, what we're doing, any questions they want us to talk about or news topics or anything like that, um, we'll leave some kind of contact details under the video so people can just do that. Um, okay, all right. We'll catch you later, Cash. And right, take care. Peace. Okay, bye. Bye. Let's see if we can actually finish the call now. <laughs>